We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So this week, we are going to be talking about intelligence as a health risk factor. <laughs> so my first question is, do you all think of intelligence as a curse or a blessing? Blessing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blessing. I know the whole thing about ignorance is bliss, but in this day and age, it helps to be informed. But if you're intelligent enough, you can know when you don't, <laughs> when to ignore. <laughs> how do you test that? So intelligence quotient or IQ as assessed by standardized tests has been a well enough predictor of success in the classroom and the workplace. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing about IQ tests. Uh, generally, they're administered as an exam. And so like with enough practice, you kind of understand what the test is about. It can actually affect your scores. So it's not necessarily the most representative okay. marker for intelligence. But, but who's you know, practices on the IQ papers? People who want to have a higher <laughs> IQ score. People who want to get into Mensa, I guess. Yeah. So although not fully explored, a higher IQ score is also positively correlated to longer and healthier lives. No. However, there are also conflicting studies that show gifted IQ scores that are also positively correlated to certain mental outcomes like depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders. So this is like general anxiety disorder, social anxiety, or obsessive compulsive disorder, ADHD, and autism spectrum disorder, or ASD. Mm. So other things that high IQ is positively correlated with is immunological outcomes such as allergies, asthma, and immune disorders. Mm. I feel like the allergy one is the hygiene hypothesis. I'm not too sure, but that's why it's a correlation. So is it that high IQ people have asthma or is it because asthmatics just naturally have higher IQ? No, because they have more time like inside. Yeah, so so, so what's the, like, how does that relationship work? And that's why it's just a correlation, a pattern. It's not like causation. Mm. So what researcher Ruth Kopinski and her colleagues believe is that this phenomenon can be partially reconciled by psychoneuroimmunology. Psychoneuroimmunology. Yeah. So what is psychoneuroimmunology? It is the study that examines the way in which chronic and sustained stress responses to environmental triggers, so these triggers can be internal or external, Mm-hmm. influence the communication between the brain and the immune system. So it's like stress because of some trigger and now it causes my body to stimulate immunological responses, stress responses. Yes, I got affect. shingles. Yeah, exactly. So what these researchers did was to survey a high IQ society in the US known as Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about it just now. So for people who don't know, Mensa is a society that requires its members to have an IQ of about 132 or higher. So anything above 130 I think it's considered as gifted the higher it goes honestly it doesn't affect much like it doesn't make you that much smarter person like the higher as long as it's above 130 you can't actually tell much of a difference between between the A and the A pluses yeah something like <laughs> that <laughs> something like that yeah so just for funs I googled the average IQ score so guess where Singapore is ranked so the average score of Singapore enhanced its rank. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Can I have the global average score? I think 100 is the general populace average. Okay. I would say 100. 110. 110. Okay, so Amanda is a bit closer. It's 107.5. Um, and we are actually ranked first in huh? the world for IQ scores. I guess we practice the test papers. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. What these researchers did was they asked these Mensa members about their health statuses, including 
the previously mentioned like both mental and immunological yeah. outcomes. And this is considered a cross-sectional study because they are only surveying for these variables at a particular point in time. Wait, they asked them? They didn't yeah, do the medical? It's just a survey. So they split it up into two different outcomes. So one is clinically diagnosed. Like, were you clinically diagnosed with these things? Or is it like you suspect that you have? Oh, yeah. they didn't have the funds to send them for <laughs> medical checks. I guess not because like, I don't know, this study seems very easy leaders to me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, because it's a cross-sectional study, causation cannot be drawn, but correlation or patterns can be established. So ultimately, they got 3,715 responses for this study. And what they found was that for mood disorder, so this is like bipolar disorder or other depressive disorders, these people were at 2.82 times higher risk of having um, mood disorders. For anxiety, it's a 1.83 times risk. For ADHD, it's a 1.8 times risk. For autism spectrum disorder, it's 1.24. Food allergies is 2.59 times. Environmental allergies, 3.13 times. Asthma, 2.08. And for other autoimmune diseases, it's 1.84 times. Sounds quite high for the... Immunological outcomes. Yeah. So how the researchers reconcile this results, they believe it is this thing called the hyperbrain hyperbody concept that was introduced by Polish psychiatrists and psychologists, Kazimierz Dabrowski in the 1960s. This theory holds that being highly intelligent is associated with overexcitabilities, which mm-hmm. is an intense reaction to an environmental threat or insult. So this can include anything from a startling sound. So if like you're more hyper aware of noise to confrontations with another person. So over Overexcitabilities can also be further broken down into psychological and physiological overexcitabilities. Psychological ones include a higher likelihood of rumination and or worry, while physiological ones arise from the body's response to stress. So like whether or not your body responds too strongly to stress mm-hmm. that is triggered. So the annoying part about all of this is that psychological overexcitabilities can stimulate physiological overexcitabilities, which then establishes a vicious cycle or a positive feedback loop. Because for example, if a person overanalyzes a disapproving comment made by another individual, and that may trigger the body's stress response, which makes the person even more anxious and cause more rumination, which causes stress response, which then causes the person to ruminate more. What's ruminate? So like you- Overthink? Like, yeah, and you were like- in Dwell sense, in like it. You dwell in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I just wonder if the psychological like disorders, like mm. mood disorders and everything, are diagnosed in this- class of people because they know about it. Which is, yeah, so that's the thing. Selection bias, I guess. That's the thing about the study. So not only just this, but also at the start, I was saying that like there were some studies showing that higher IQ people live longer, healthier lives. But is it because these people just have like a more increased awareness? Exactly. Um, Better access to healthcare, increased awareness to these bodily like disorders or like, oh, I feel a pain somewhere. I don't think that's normal. So let's go and figure it out. So Mm. they catch things earlier or also mm. compared to people who are maybe less educated and don't have access to all these things. So a lot of confounders in this study. Mm. From a practical standpoint, this research may ultimately lead to insights about how we can improve people's psychological and physiological well-being. And if this overexcitability really turns out to be like the thing that causes people to have these immunological or psychological outcomes, then we can, you know, address it. So that's why they are doing this study. It's not really because like they want to find out if smart Daddy. people. <laughs> but I guess my question is, do y'all feel like this is true? I don't know if it's biased or not, but you feel that they... I don't know, they are just so clever, but they are like in their own world kind of thing. Like that they are so focused on 
doing something. Right. That's why they do it so well, that kind of thing. Oh, that's interesting that you say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was a bit like, oh, okay. So is intelligence really a predictor of success? Because to me, I feel like there's something else, right? Determination, oh. discipline. Oh, interesting you say that. But like, you know, because I don't know, at least it feels for me that Singapore society kind of put a lot of emphasis on intellect and yeah. like book smarts. Yeah which I don't think is very healthy. According to the Terman Longitudinal Study of Mentally Gifted Children, all these studies just sound so idiotic. <laughs> yeah, what is mentally gifted children? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the most accomplished individuals were only five points higher in IQ than the least accomplished individuals. And this was a study that was done in the 1940s. There was also sufficient variance in IQ such that you should be able to expect a greater difference. Again, I don't like what is defined as accomplished. Yeah, so in this case, what they define as accomplished is people who grew up to be accomplished professors, lawyers, or doctors. Uh But what they said was that why they were able to get into these professions is because they had non-cognitive qualities. And so, more recently, a team from UPenn, Duke, and West Point Academy believes that these non-cognitive attributes can be linked to this personality trait known as GRIT. And it's actually a much better predictor of success compared to intelligence. GRIT is an acronym or GRIT the actual Grit, the actual word. Okay. Grit is defined as passion and perseverance for long-term goals of personal significance or the tendencies not to abandon tasks in the face of either changeability or obstacles. Yeah. Mm. I'm more on board with that. Determination, willpower. Yeah. Whether or not you really have that hunger to achieve your goals. So grit also is independent of cognitive ability. So this means people with higher IQ don't necessarily have more grit. Mm. Okay, but take these results with a pinch of salt because the sample was obtained from a prestigious US military academy known as West Point. So all these people go in with the knowledge that I want to achieve something and you know, Uh. people who are generally in the military organization also tend to have more grit, but also the amount of hardship that people are put through mm. in these organizations also like it's a lot more because you want to sieve out the people who have grit so yeah. mm. but in general cadet scoring one standard deviation higher in grit had a 54% more odds of completing this early phase of training known as beast barracks so apparently it's just a very insane period oh my God. <laughs> and also 18% more odds of graduating from the four year course in general mm. in contrast people who scored one standard deviation higher scores in college cognitive ability only accounted for 6% more odds of completing beast barracks and also 8% more odds of graduating from the course in general. So yeah, in fact, cadet scoring higher in cognitive and physical abilities compared to grade were less likely to graduate in general. But how do they measure grade? It's like a score. So that's the thing. I was like, in this study, because it's like, it's published in PNAS, right? P-N-A-S. Proceeding of the National National. Academy of Science. Yes. This very high impact factor journal. Uh I was like, oh, this must be good because it's like 11K, like sample size, so Uh. big. And I went to look at like how they measured grid. And it was like a self-reported survey. And so I was like, what? Yeah, like how do they... You score it 1 to 10? They scored 1 to 5. I feel like fair though. But in this case, because it's also West Point Academy. So like, I feel like the applicants will also like, maybe oversell their grid, you know? If 
they can follow through, which I think which they do. If they can, if they can. But I mean, it's, that's why I think- the That's power, why the sample size has to be big enough. That's why the statistical power is high enough for them to be able to say that, yeah. If anything, I feel like this kind of self-reporting is more valid than like all the other kinds of self-reported studies that we've talked about. Really? I mean, it's great. It's your like determination. It's what you think of yourself, isn't it? Like if I asked you on a scale of one to five- Right, right, right. And so um, they were also saying that like- Like that we're quite honest about like how- Yeah, I would be like too. and passionate we are, <laughs> oh, right? Nice. Because they were also saying that people with higher intellect tend to rank themselves lower in grade because, you know- Does it mean I have higher yeah. intellect? Because I would rank too. But that might be. <laughs> yeah, because I would rank like four or five. I mean, great. So I feel like self-reported grade is not, it's not the worst not the because worst. I don't know how else you're going to measure it. And at the end of the day, it's your yeah. perception of yourself and like how much effort you're going to put into it is like how much you think you will. Right. Yeah. And so because this is success, like what this tells me is that if a person who has high intellect kind of rank themselves low on grade, it's still showing me that whole mental outcome part where like maybe they are at a higher likelihood of having like, you know, depressive disorders or like. Yeah, there's too many confounding things and which one comes first in like all of this. Exactly. Yeah, it's in like what outcome and like everything or like what trait, like which one is the most important or which one causes everything else. Yeah, is it because I secrete less dopamine hence I'm smart? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, right? Yeah, that's the thing. New chemistry is still a very... Not fully elucidated, I would say. But so yeah, I mean, hopefully people who listen to this understand, you know, intelligence honestly isn't everything. Yeah, also I'm trash at IQ tests because I don't have spatial awareness. Wait, do you have like the EM1, EM2, EM3 in Malaysia? Oh, uh, even I didn't have that already. The what now? <laughs> like, I think your year was the last year. Huh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have that anymore. Someone explained it like, me. Whether Sorry. you go into like, well, what do you call it now? So it's, gifted um, stream? Yeah, it's... And then it's, you have the normal people. I it's wasn't like, in the gifted stream. It's actually kind of dumb. It's <laughs> like a bending. Like yeah. you, you put people into different bands and, and classify them. Which was an I, was it an IQ test? Oh, the gifted stream, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't remember if it's like maths, like difficult math or like just really? some IQ thingy, but I, I didn't know how to do it. And obviously I didn't. Oh yeah, I, every time I do IQ tests, I'm like, I have zero logic. And, and I have like awareness. no patience to think about. Yeah, oh yeah. So oh, like, there's a time limit, so right? So we, we don't have grit Yeah, I, I got to on my grade level. <laughs> no, but going back to the whole gifted stream thing, in case people are like, oh, that's so easy it is to have a gifted stream. But that was 20 years ago. Actually, I think that still exists. For me. I, I don't know what's the... They're trying to not... Or like it. gifted in subjects. Like they, they are bending more to like your interests rather than um like... I feel like, like overall is fair. Yeah. But I feel like why it's also important to identify gifted children because you need to also cater to these people's needs because if that's yes. the if over acceptability yeah, yeah, yeah. is a thing then you also need to create an environment where these children can also reach their maximum potential. Yeah, Which is yeah. why I feel very strongly about access to education. Mm. Yeah. Because it's not just education itself it's access which I feel mm. like is the thing that is discriminatory around the world. And so I guess going back to the start of the podcast where we were talking about whether or not intelligence is a gift or a curse, I feel like as with anything, it can be both a gift and a curse. That's a cop-out answer. It is though, because being intelligent doesn't mean that you have grit and doesn't mean that you're successful. Mm-hmm. It can also mean that like based on these correlations, it can also mean that you're more likely to have all these other mental or immuno- immunological outcomes that you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a bit of what do you really prefer? Like, because everything seems to come at a cost. Yeah, for sure. I feel 
feel like the stress would give me anxiety attacks and therefore like yeah. as in because you are at this level of intelligence and then you're expected to do this well and then it gives you stress and then it gives you what and then you'll be like yeah that's why i don't want to be too intelligent yeah and as usual, subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. A like and a comment would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll post all the links in the episode description, so check that out if you're interested. Thanks. See, is that where we're really gonna the, end? The other thing is also like when you are doing a PhD or like people think that you're smart. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm like, no, I'm the not. imposter syndrome. Actually, I want to do a podcast on imposters. Yeah. I always say I'm hardworking. But then, then I also talk to friends who are like, yeah, but I'm also hardworking, but I don't do as well as you. So how can you say that? I'm hardworking in the like the system favors me, I guess, the or like I've gamed me. the system. Yeah. I've gamed the system. That's, That's why my I think issue. So. I, I'm just good at tests. That's all. Yeah, same. I'm not good at application. Mm, same.